following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Break here at SWBC Studios. I was like... I was about to say something else. I'm not used to doing the opening. Derek is clearly not here. I am joined by Brian Broaddus and Nick Eatman. What's up? They always come back, don't they? Yeah, it's like gum on your shoe. Can't get rid of them. (laughs) No. Oh, I would get rid of the gum on the shoe. Yeah. I'd get rid of that. I'd change the shoe. (laughs) Change that shoe. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You guys know Derek and Patrick are not here today, so we're going to... do the whole show as we get ready for tomorrow's final preseason game, which the Cowboys will be going up against the Raiders at AT&T Stadium. So I wanted to start off the show with the news that have been happening since our last show. We learned about Sam Williams' arrest, and we haven't discussed this on the show just yet. He was arrested last weekend for possession of a controlled substance and unlawful carrying of a weapon um the team since then has come out and spoke about it jerry jones mike mccarthy and basically saying that yes they've addressed the issue they don't expect any changes he he's expected to play this weekend but wanted to get your thoughts on your opinion of him as a player what he's doing outside of the field how that is affecting him on the field and around the locker room and just whatever thoughts you have. Yeah, there were some questions about Sam Williams when he was before he was drafted at uh, Mississippi. There were teams that were going in there and, and digging in on and, and much like what you do, the normal, uh, you know, trying to get the background, talking to coaches, talking to equipment men, uh, you know, trainers, whoever you have to do. And there's some people that did have questions. Were they, you know, were they things that were terminal? Some teams felt like that maybe it wouldn't be worth the trouble. The Cowboys had done their due diligence on the player, so they had an idea of potentially what they're getting into. Unfortunately for Sam, he's early in his career, he's found a way to put himself in some bad situations, usually when it's uh, him in a car, uh, whether it's uh, him dealing with uh, speeding or what we've uh, just came up with here. But it just kind of shows you, though, that you can control things to a point when you have your player's at the facility. Your biggest worry as a front office member is when these players leave the building and go do other things. And, you know, you could do all you can to say, okay, we feel like we have a handle on what Sam is as a person and that he'll be able to take care of things. But Sam's proven at least the last couple of years, there's been some difficulty on the way, but we also remember the first three years of, of Ezekiel Elliott. And a lot of us thought, man, he's not going to make it to the second contract. So here we go. Uh, But, you know, and things then turned around. So hopefully those things will work in Sam Williams' favor that maybe he won't put himself in these situations that he has been uh, the last couple times out. 
Yeah, you, you just don't want it to be always you don't want to be the guy that has always has something, you know, yeah. and minor, major, whatever it is. And, and I don't think we're hitting the major points yet. But when you get a bunch of yeah. minor things, then it be always become something. And, and kind of like you said, that when they leave the facility, what what happens? What then? happens? And, you know, I, I think that he's a fun player to watch. Um I said this on on 105.3 this morning when we were talking to to the guys. Um, I I thought McCarthy's quote about he needs to slow down. I don't. He's not just talking about driving the car. No. he's talking about just living his life, living life, and and slowing down, which sounds very easy for any player to do. Just just slow down. Your job is to speed up. Your job is to is to wreck havoc. Every single time that the ball is snapped, and I do think it's a tough balance for young guys to to, to they, they're living their life a certain way. They play a football and they got to slow down. I, I I wonder how NASCAR drivers drive around the street. Really, is what yeah. I wonder. You know what I mean? Like like that's their job to to do that. But yet when real life hits, you gotta you gotta calm down. That's just the balance that I think all young players have to figure. It out. also shows you what they think of Sam though as a player. Usually, if you start to add things up, and you're getting in trouble a lot, they find a way to move on from you, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, I I hate to admit that, but that's the truth. You know, I mean, the players are treated, you could go back to the history of Mm -hmm. Jimmy Johnson here or any coach. Hey, you treat your star players differently than you do. Maybe some of the guys in the bottom of the roster. That's just, that's just the way it is. So, but to, to Nick's point, Mike's right about the, you know, slow down, slow down in life. I mean, don't, you don't have to, live it the way you're living and, and hopefully he'll learn. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough balance. So, you know, you're not in Oxford, Mississippi anymore. You can't get out of the things that you probably once got out of. And now, you know, you're, you're that spotlight is clearly on you and you make national news when you pull stunts like this. The good thing is he's a very likable guy. Very. You, you really like the guy. The he, interviewing him. Yeah. he doesn't you, when you talk to him, he doesn't mean any harm or anything bad. And the Cowboys have shown their support. I think uh, Mike McCarthy mentioned, or I can't remember if it was him or, or Jerry Jones, the word maturi- ma- I can say maturity. Yep. Maturity. Yeah. He needs to mature. Um, and that you presented the Ezekiel example, which yeah. is a great example. But I think he, he's going to find the right way to do things and and learn from it and hopefully keep improving because everything we've seen on the field so far we love obviously slowing down in certain areas where he's making those mistakes uh that needs to happen well that's when i was i was with you guys when ezekiel was here and uh you know the early part and i remember just having meetings like we were always on alert you know there was always something that Nick was mm-hmm. always saying, hey, well, somebody bring their iPad. You know, we're going to lunch. There might be something <laughs> happening that we need to work on here. And, you know, there was always something that we were dealing with. And then that part went away. And and good for Zeke. But, and, and hopefully it will for Sam. You know, and, but, but one of the things that helped it go away for Zeke was getting – Suspended, suspended six games. Yeah. And so like you said about, about Sam Williams, this isn't Mississippi anymore, yeah. where maybe things were – and this is not just one school. This happens in a lot of places where star players, whatever happens – I'm not saying it gets covered up, but it gets taken coddled. care of. It gets taken care of. They're, yeah. they're coddled. Yeah. And and so far with Sam Williams, a couple things happened, and maybe it doesn't affect him on the field. But 
it's going to have to affect you on the field, I think, for for them to maybe wake up. Hopefully it doesn't, but that could be a situation. What we've learned working for the Dallas Cowboys is that you do not want to put your fate in the hands of those folks in New York City, mm-hmm. you know, with the NFL office. You don't want to do that because yeah. ultimately it like it's well, this is this many game suspension. What? What? No, no. That. What about? What? A, no. This guy was far worse. That guy was far worse. What are we doing? Yeah. So yeah, you you just don't want them to step in on discipline, like Nick says. But it'll get your attention when they do mm-hmm. financially, and you know maybe the, like I say, the number of games you you might miss. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Yesterday, Dak got a time uh, the chance to talk to the media, and. I wanted you guys to comment on something that he said. He was talking about how great he feels about where they are this year and talking about how much different it is than last year at this point as far as the installation and everything that they're doing. Do you guys uh, believe that? I'm not saying like, but, you know, because sometimes we hear from players, oh, I feel great, obviously, when speaking mainly about Uh, injuries and things like that but in general uh, you hear those comments from guys like them but as far as him talking about the installation you know all the changes that have occurred with Mike McCarthy now taking over for the play calling and all the new weapons that they currently have on offense do you guys feel that you have seen that during the course of training camp I think so. I, I mean, I remember the, a few years ago we used to always say Dak friendly uh, offense. I think this is a Dak friendly offense. I, I I think that you know he, he most quarterbacks love to check it down. I mean, you know, it's an easier throw, but they're checking it down to receivers that are open, that are schemed open, that are crossing over the middle. It's not just throwing it to Schultz for eight yards and seeing if he can get a first down. It's Cooks on the move. It's Gallup on the move. It's running backs out of the backfield. I think it's a good offense for Dak that also is going to be able to show how much speed that they have. So, yeah, I I can see where he's a little bit more comfortable with it because it's it's an offense that he understands, but also I think that they have some big play capabilities with these guys. Yeah, the the only way we get to really see how this offense is functioning is through practice because we haven't seen it. Well, as as far as Dak and the ones go, the guys that are going to run the, you know, they're going to be the primary starters, you know, and and it's gone up against one of the better defenses we feel in the league. And, you know, there hasn't been those times – I think early in camp there were some bl- protection issues that they were dealing with, and then things have kind of worked their way clean in some of those areas. Maybe some of the questions they had, and now you get Zach Martin back, you get more of Terrence Steele practicing. Now you got you know you get Tyler Smith feeling more comfortable at left guard, Tyron Smith. All these things you know that kind of. But Nick's right. The routes, the combinations, the way they're scheming, the way they're getting guys open. The route we saw the other day down the goal line, the swing that you know, went to Rico Dattle off the pick, you know, those are kind of little hints mm-hmm. that you could say, ah, okay, and you could see why. But if things were going bad, you would see it in practice. You would see balls being overthrown, uh, you know, uh, receivers stopping and balls now being overthrown or balls not going to where they needed to be or guys open and they're not finding. I, I don't think with a new offense, new scheme – you worry about the installation of like everybody being on the same page. I know in the Jacksonville game, there was a couple of times with 
uh, you know, when they were dealing with Jalen Brooks, you know, balls, but you know, it was second team ball going over his head. Route was it mm-hmm. receiver court? Those are the things that are the keys to tell you if things are being are smooth or not. And I think with the ones, you're 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 kind of watching practice, and it's there's not those those errors that you would. Yeah. You they would, seem you would, like they're more on the same page. That's a, that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And and I I think that it's really. I've really been impressed just watching practice and watching Brian Schottenheimer, the way he's kind of involved. Mike is back with the walkie-talkie kind of surveying. But you got coaches, and they've got a lot of new coaches, new line coach, mm-hmm. new quarterback coach, new OC. You know, they've got a lot of coaches, and that's the one thing you would worry about, that there's so much newness to this that it wouldn't look it wouldn't look like it's – Together, their cohesiveness that you would want in the offense. Yeah, they they throw the ball in the in the red zone very well. Like yeah. like that's one thing, and it's hard to tell sometimes in practice because I, I, maybe they hold on to it for three or four seconds. Yeah. When in reality, you're not you gonna can't get do it. that. Yeah. But but I still like the way you've seen the two point plays, the red zone, the goal line. They throw the ball well in there. I think that they've completed a lot of passes. Um, I just like what you're seeing there because if you can do that, then it should open up a little bit more running game. To, to also run inside the red zone. So yeah. you got to be able to score in there. Don't leave it up to your field goal. This team, if you believe in analytics, plays at a very fast pace. They're the, they're the fastest playing team in the league when it comes to getting up, running plays, and you know, in the number that they do. So if they continue to do that, if you see that, and you see it in practice, they try to play at a little bit quicker pace. And so to me, yeah, if you were, if you were struggling, you wouldn't be able to, you would bog down. You would say, oh, we're, you know, run that again, run that, you know, uh, uh, coach, can I see that again? You know, that you, you don't always hear that in practice. And that's something that kind of leads you to believe that, you know, there McCarthy might be one of these guys that believes, well, if there's a bust, we'll coach it in the meeting room. We're not going to stop practice mm-hmm. to coach something up. You know, and I and I don't hear that quite a bit. Very important of Jalen Tolbert, Cavante Turpin, those four or five receivers, maybe even yeah. six, because when you do play at that pace, you're throwing the ball around, you throw it deep, it's incomplete or whatever you're moving. You need to get those other receivers well, in there a lot. Yeah, that happened the other day, and uh, you know the the touchdown that uh, that they were that. Um, that who was I thinking about that got the uh, the the touchdown Tolbert Tolbert got the touchdown right before the half against Jacksonville. He got the push off on the outside, had to come back. That was a series where they were playing hurry up two minute ball, and you know, you, and, and those receivers were having to get downfield, having to run routes, a lot of long plays. Oh, penalty, come back, run it again, you know that kind of thing. And they were able to finish the drive like Nick talked about, you know, with the with the touchdown to Tolbert. So those receivers are having to do a lot of this like run. Come back, run, come back, run, come back, that kind of thing. And I think that when you know when you get tired, it's easy to kind of fall apart. And we haven't really seen that from this crew. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break. We will be hopefully answering some fan questions during the last segment of the break. You guys can text us at 817-290-3298. 817-290-3298. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. 
fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to the break. Watch two of Texas' best high school football teams face off in the third annual Jerry Jones Classic presented by Whataburger. The Rockwall Yellow Jackets will take on the Cedar Hill Longhorns on Saturday, August 26th at 1 p.m. under the lights at the Ford Center uh, at the Star in Frisco. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back. This is the second segment of The Break presented by Blockchain.com. .com. You got it right. I, got I'm it waiting for a dinger. I, I didn't hear a dinger. He's busy, ah, he's he's busy, 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 right. busy, busy. There right. he goes. We got some... There you go. Sorry, I was on the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Um, okay, so I wanted to hit another point that was talked about yesterday in the press conference. It was the whole safety linebacker hybrid role mm. um, that is being talked about on defense. Uh, a guy that specifically was mentioned was Jaron Kurz. And his ability, his versatility of being able to play different positions on the yeah. field. So, wanted to see um, kind of your vision, how you think this is going to translate uh, once the season gets started, or what this defense might look like for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, Jaron Curse is the guy that that is very similar to to Overshone. I think they drafted him with the idea of. You know who knows who knows how long Curse will be or under one year deal of his contract, but that kind of hybrid player is what you, what they're looking for. And you know I, when they're all healthy and Donovan Wilson comes back, Malik Hooker, and then you have Curse. I think they're going to be in good shape there. But um, Overshone was a, just another tool in, in the toolbox that that they were excited to to have for this year. Um, I think Marquise Bell maybe be able to do some stuff, maybe Jabril Cox, but. But I don't. I don't think it's going to be at the same level, though. Yeah, the thing that was. It's. I feel terrible for for the coaching staff on this one because I. They had an idea of what they needed to do with Overshone. They. Mm-hmm. They. I, I think that they when they looked at him at Texas, and the evaluation and the scouts and Sam Garza and Chris Hall and these guys were talking about the player. 
I think Dan Quinn and the coaches had an idea. And then all of a sudden they said, let's see if we can do this. They throw him in the deep end of the pool at the OTAs and minicamps. He's calling the defenses. He's you know, All of a sudden he's green dot on the helmet. There's like They're thinking, okay, let's keep loading the wagon on this kid and see if he just short circuits. And he never did. Then all of a sudden you're watching him play. And the first six plays of the game, he's made three tackles. Now you're sitting there going, ah, we've got something here. We figured this out. And that's what's unfortunate. I think there were some packages that they were going to do. We've seen them line up Leighton Vanderesh as an edge and rush him with Micah. You know, how do you get around that? Taking him out of a key position, Vanderesh, and yeah. putting him up 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 on the line. Well, wait a minute, you gotta have Clark, you gotta have Overshone, you gotta have I hope they didn't lose some packages along the way because yeah. they lost Overshone. And it might be like, we don't have anybody else. Now, you know, the, the thoughts about Marquise Bell, similar type of body style. If you follow the games the last couple of weeks, he's always on the top of the list of the tackle sheet. Mm-hmm. Guy gets double-digit tackles playing in the game. So maybe you're thinking like, well... Let's put this kid in there and let's see if he can play that role. So, yeah, Curse is going to be the primary, uh, so what they call a sub, a nickel, dime linebacker. He's down, but you also could take Bell and put him down there, too, if you had to. Maybe you develop him in that role. It's probably not going to be as cute and pretty as what Overshown because of all the things he could do. But to maybe you can make it, it still might allow you to the flexibility to move other guys where you might want to. And that Dan Quinn, that when you when you talk about putting Leighton Vanderush on the edge, that is a defense that you show one time in a game. Like it's like it's a third down late in the game, right. and it's like, we gotta get off the field here. Throw that one at them. They they haven't seen Vanderush as a rush on as an edge all game. And boom, and then you get a you know you get a stop, you get off the field. There's your one time that it actually worked. So yeah, yeah that those that's the great thing about these defensive coaches. They are very creative with their personnel. Whoever you give them, and, they will find ways to plug them in in certain spots. And, and with Micah on the field, the other guys have to be that way yeah. because he's moving. And if right. he moves, then that means you have to move. That right. means Dorrance has to flip sides or. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Vanderesh has to rush. Another thing about the the Marquise Bell and and whoever the safety linebacker is is that you got to remember that it's not just about having the strength to also play linebacker. It's really more the awareness to yeah. like understand where things are going to be. And that's one thing I've liked out of Marquise Bell. He's made some plays behind the line of scrimmage where he just kind of snuffed it out. And, and that's what I think Overshone was, is good at. And that's something that I think Bell can also be good at. It helps though, when you have, if you can get those linemen in front to hold blocks too. And that's the, the, the deals with, you know, with Hankins and, and what we've seen with Bohanna. I, I think, by the way, that's an interesting battle to keep an eye on what's going on. How many defensive tackles, these one techniques they might keep. You know, this is an important game for Gallimore, Bohanna, guys like that going forward. But the, the guys like Bell and these linebackers, their ability to get to the ball, a lot will have to do with what's going on at these defensive tackle spots. Well, let's go ahead and transition to my next question, which is exactly that. This is the last game yeah. that they're playing in the preseason. We know that uh, roster cuts are happening on Tuesday. Yeah. So give me a name that where this is a make or break. This is their last chance where they could it could really go either way. Either they make it 
or they just get cut. I'm going to throw a name in here from the text line. TJ from Baltimore. He says, uh, who needs to have a bounce back week this in, on Saturday's game? So kind of along those lines of somebody yeah. that needs to play well. I think there's – I mentioned those defensive tackles because I don't know if they're going to be able to keep all of them with the way the roster – you know, and I don't know if it's – but there's a competition right now. I mean, Hankins and Mozzie are the guys, right? Mm-hmm. Can Bohanna or Neville Gallimore make them keep a, just a true one technique there? You know, can – I'm like an, another – you know, another another one. Yeah. Another one. And that's where I think that Bohanna has played. And this is where I kind of look at with Mozzie. It's taken Bohanna a couple of years to kind of figure things out. I think Mozzie's in that group right now where he's kind of like caught between playing against Northwestern in a Big Ten game and playing against the Vegas Raiders this weekend, technique-wise. I think he's somewhere in between there trying to kind of figure all that out. And I think it's slowing him up a can little bit. Can we get to Ohio State? Yeah, we, we can, need to get to the be? Ohio State game. But I think that I think Quentin Bohanna – and I'll give you I'll give you an offensive guy too. And I, I really think Simi Fajoko is in that position too, mm-hmm. where they, he has got to try and find a way to put himself into that wide receiver conversation. You know, it, it might already be too late. I mean, him Brooks. You know, Brooks has kind of had a, a little bit of a some really good in practice, not so good in a game. Kind of found his way back. Do you keep five or six wide receivers? Who's the sixth wide receiver here? Right. So I think those are the two, really the two spots that, that I'm looking at right now and thinking, if you just sit off the top of your head, who who are guys yeah. that need to show up? You know, uh, Will Greer is going to be – Yeah, he played he played well at times. He's played well in the first two games. He's had some also some other moments where not, not so great. And I, I just wonder if they're going to have – like you have to go short somewhere, right. you know, and tight end. I don't believe they will. I think they're going to have four tight ends with McEwen. So, do they go six receivers? I mean, do they, do you have four running backs? I mean, some point you have to go short here. And I don't know if quarterback's going to be the spot or not. I know I understand the new rule, but the new rule doesn't help you if you don't have three on the roster, right? So. Are you going to put three on the roster? Are you going to just try to go practice squad and elevate one? Yeah. Which you can only do that three times, and then you got to get another quarterback in here. So I I don't know what they're going to do with, with Will Greer. I think that Will Greer has had, as you mentioned, has had moments where you're like, all right, that's, you know, there you go. And then the, you know, unfortunately, there's been the time where, and, you know, the, the interception just came at a terrible time the other day. Yeah. You know, it just did. It just, mm-hmm. you're driving, you're trying to go, you know, you know, get back in the game the way you need to and, you know, give your team a little momentum. And, you know, you, and like I say, hey, Deuce Vaughn is trying his best to block. Okay. He takes on the, 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 the rusher. He kind of knocks him to the side. He gets knocked to the side. Now Greer's got to run and he's throwing the ball back to the inside. And you're like, no, don't do that. And then, you know, there's a play where they're, you know, they had a chance to get the third down and he doesn't run and he tries that, to throw the ball just, you know, and you're like, going, play. and you're going, you're going, well, this is a veteran guy. I know he hasn't played a lot of NFL games, but no, this isn't like, this isn't the guy from, you know, from Western Carolina that you just got, you know, from, you know, that hasn't played a lot of games. This guy has played a lot of games collegiately and, you know, he's been on NFL rosters. He's, he's practiced. He knows better than that. And that's where you, you, you struggle is has he shown you enough to say, yeah, we're going to keep a third quarterback and not have an extra 
an extra guy in the secondary or an extra linebacker or one of these extra guys. I, I don't know. I don't. I can't say that with any certainty that I would go that route right now. And at this point, I mean, if you let's say you cut him and then you sign some other quarterback, young guy coming in here, you're starting over from zero. I mean, that's how it's always worked. Right. But yeah. you, again, it doesn't necessarily fully in my you have surprises at times but let's say something crazy was to happen where we've seen it your first guy second guy go down and then you you're in need of your third well, quarterback if that if that's the point then we start the draft show on then november we, uh, 1st screwed completely. yeah yeah exactly another Bye. year of you just got being really <laughs> yeah. unhappy yes uh but that's not gonna happen yeah there that's, you go. that's definitely not gonna happen um so who were your two guys aside from the quarterback question uh, that, that need to play well? Um, anybody on the offensive line that's going to get in the game, and and, yeah. and I don't know if it's just to make the team. It's also going to be making decisions on who do they make active, right? You know, I mean, what what happens with Ball and Farniok and and well, let's Hoffman. go Hoffman, yeah. uh, Awesome Richards. Uh, you know that it's there's a lot to be there's a lot of questions to answer and I I really feel like there's four play four to five players that are on other teams right now that are going to be on this team. Yeah, there's the maybe not four, but yeah, two the, or three. I think that the first cut there's going to be some of that roster manipulation where a guy like maybe Nation Wright is on the active roster for one day mm. and then the next day he's cut or put on IR kind of a thing. I just think there's this team is not going to look like by by like maybe Thursday Friday it's probably going to look like a completely different team than what they reduced yeah. the roster to on Tuesday. So yeah, I, there's there's always the possibility of claims. I think I, I I made the point that I felt like that Will and these guys might be working on a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to trade, I mean, I I know I asked the question to my guys at 105.3, uh, do you go out and try and trade for an offensive tackle, or you try and trade for a guard center combination guy? And you know, I've had people I know I've had people say, no, you trade for the tackle, and others have said, no, you go for the center guard guy, because again, it's the you know how what's your trust factor with. Uh, you know, with uh, with uh, with uh, all. with all these guys, with well, a lot of them, yeah, I mean, with all these guys. Yeah. I mean, I just you know, throw and, in anything. And, well, and Biotish and stuff like that. Yeah. Biotish's health, you know, and stuff. So, where's your, you know, what's the combination? And, and it always goes like Martin and Tyler Smith. I think they're pretty solid. Yeah, it, but it always goes back to, and we always, and you don't even want to talk about it. Was the whole thing with Tyron Smith? Mm-hmm. You don't even want to, you know. But you're going to wake up in week five, and it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, oh, something happened. Here we go. You know, and now you're shuffling around. Can I ask this text yeah. line question, Ryan Longview? He says, "Can Awesome Richards hold up as swing tackle?" Because what you just said it, with Tyron's situation, yeah. I would have probably gone with a little bit more depth at that position, like a guy that probably should be starting, but you know. We're having them as a backup right now, and they really haven't done that. It looks like it's going to be Richards. Well, let's go has been banged up. Yeah, I I need a little but bit. But is more at any there. point is the consideration of moving Tyler Smith back out out of the question? Like, oh. if something was to happen, would they just slide him? Then that's where you need to you need to know who your guard. Do well, you I need feel, a better in guard? Then. That you, yeah, yeah, you feel better about your guard situation. I would I would say this. I would keep. This is going to sound crazy. I'd I'd keep Tyler Smith and go with Awesome Richards. I I just feel like I feel like that Awesome Richards has shown me that he is better than 
well, let's go and anybody else that's uh, that's played, you know, out, outside there. I mean, you, it, you know, uh, you know, Taylor Prelo and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're th- those guys to me are like practice squad guys. Now, how you feel about T.J. Bass? Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's kind of the wild card here. That if you feel good enough about T.J. Bass filling at guard, then maybe that you move. So the determination is yeah. who do you feel better about? Awesome Richards or TJ Bass? Right. That's going to make your decision. On Tyler yeah. Smith. On Tyler Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and give credit to Tyler Smith for being good enough to, to that, that. That is the question. Yeah. It's the backup question. It's not which one is Tyler Smith better at. He's, mm-hmm. He can do either one. Right. That I think should not be overlooked. That this guy is so good that you're not worried about how he does. You're worried about who would be replacing him the best. That's pretty valuable for a second year guy. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to keep answering some of y'all's questions through the text line. I'll give it to you guys one more time. 817-290-3298. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way... I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. Back to the break. Welcome back to the third segment of the break. I wanted to, before we get into all the texts that are coming in, I wanted to ask you guys about the kicker. And for this last game, again, we thought several weeks ago that they might bring another kicker for competition after they cut, um, remind me? Viscano. Viscano, yeah. Viscano, Viscano, yes. Um, Well, with him now, are you guys, is there something that you guys want to see more of in this last game? Yeah, field goals. I mean, quit going for it on fourth and eight. 
Yeah. To try to, to do what? To tie the game? With what? The only starter that's on the field is the kicker. He's the only one. I mean, yeah, you want to evaluate it, and I get it. Mike McCarthy's calling plays, and he wants to do that, and they get all competitive and all that. But the only guy that is that is you expect to be a starter in the fourth quarter of these games is your kicker. So why not try a 42-yard field goal or, or at some point? I mean, we're all worrying about, let's see what this guy does. Let's see what the kicker does because that's the guy that's going to be out there for the Giants right now. That I mean, that's the only one that you're expecting to be out there. The only veteran I've heard any positive things about is Mason Crosby. That's it. Other than that, it's been – so you might as well ride with this guy and see what you got. But Nick's right. You should have been kicking field goals the other day. Just trying to figure it out. Like, let him – you know, I mean, he, he had a miss. He had a miss of an extra yeah. point. Badly. Yeah, so you're kind of like going, oh, okay. So give him some other confidence and let everybody – you know, let the team feel good about him. Right. Let the team – like the team can feel good about him at practice. It's different when they're trying to block Seattle's fourth-team rush, you know, and guys are trying to make the team and all that. So you know. shoot, shoot down this idea that I've been thinking of. What about sign of a, a veteran? Yeah. Robbie Gold, Crosby, yeah. whatever. If he doesn't – if he can't kick off, right. fine. That's Gold. Gold does not want to kick off. Okay. Give me a guy on the practice squad. Aubrey could start yeah. it out. I could. I, those, there'll be other guys that you could sign on your practice squad. Elevate them on game day. Yeah, I had this because and you get three elevations, right? And then then you got to find another kickoff. Then you got to find another kickoff guy. Yeah, but there's they're see, out there, right? See, this is where it gets a little Taylor. dicey. It gets well, yeah, it gets a little dicey because you start to play cold weather games and you start to play outdoors. And now, do you want a kickoff guy that can't get it out of the end zone? You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you that. But you're not wrong. I mean, I had somebody tweet at me and said the same thing. You know, they just okay. Well, then you know, bring in Robbie Gold and let him knock field goals home all day from 38, 42, and 43 yards, and then get a practice squad kicker and just do it for three games at a time. But you do you get to a point in time where you're you're kind of like. Okay, do we do we get a, the right guy here at the end? I mean, yeah. you're going to be playing in a playoff game with maybe with a guy yeah. that that yeah. can't kick off as well, and that's going to affect the way you play. That would be the only way, that, the only thing that would kind of deter me from thinking about doing that. I, uh, personally, that's a that's a it's not a bad idea. I'm not as worried of the kickoffs though. I'm really not because for every big kickoff return that yeah. you give up, I mean, if you kick it off through the end zone, they start at the 25. Yeah. What are the chances? There's a better chance you're going to start inside the 25. The way they call holding, blocking the backs, and stuff yeah. like that, you have a chance to have a little bit more advantage than you would giving up a 50. Well, if even if you get it near the goal line, don't they have the option they now that they can fair catch the thing and get the ball to 25? I'd pop it up and let, yeah. him, let him fair yeah. catch. It's going to yeah. be the same anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And Crosby and Gold, what they both have in common is they both have sent you home in the playoffs with yeah. their field goal kick. No, 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 it's no the question. Last few years. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, the, the more that I dug in on Robbie Gold, it was it was he really is kind of a specialist now. He doesn't want to kick field goals over 50 yards. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to kick off. He doesn't, you know, there's and that puts you on that puts you on some fringe offense right there. Oh, you barely do I mean, you don't have that many watch, tasks. But watch, somebody will sign that guy. Somebody will sign that guy just because he is in the playoffs. He's money. He was he demoralizing to the team. Oh, the yeah. Cowboys could not kick anything, yeah. and he couldn't miss. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I would take that guy. <laughs> All right. All right, Nick. Uh, 
start warming up for your show. Okay. Give, yeah. give, uh-huh. give us some I'm not questions. Gonna get, yeah, I'm not giving you the best ones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, the the one that just came in here, um, uh, John from New York City. Do you think that Dak's interception problem last year was similar to when uh, Zeke? I Zeke, think Zeke. Wow, what is that? Zeke had a one year fumble problem. Both yeah. trying to do too mm. much. Zeke not having Dak this year. Uh, Dak not having no receivers. I think the thing, the only thing that I would worry about Dak's interceptions are are the interceptions where he doesn't see the defender. That's the ones. Because the other ones tend to be ones that are either tipped or maybe maybe the receiver's fault. You know, maybe maybe they don't run the right route. Maybe they don't finish the route. Maybe they don't go defend the ball. So, you know, those are the ones. Um, I, I could live with those because I know that it's not all on Dak. You know, that maybe it's, but he gets, it gets charged for him. It's the ones where he doesn't see Leighton Vander as should practice on the goal line and throws the ball right to him, or he throws the ball right to the, I can't remember the commander's linebacker that he yeah. did, you know, several years ago. And they were trying to protect a lead. He threw it right North to the Carolina. Yeah, I know he went to North Carolina, yeah, but yeah, I don't Colbert, remember. Colbert, yeah. Colburn or something mm-hmm. like that. He throws, I mean, the, when, when he throws the ball at San Francisco, when he throws the ball and he doesn't see the defender, those are the those are the the interceptions you should really worry about. All right. And at practice, I mean, it has happened at practice. We've yeah. seen it, and people want to take those videos that the media uploads and just start killing Dak Prescott. Here we go again, Dak interceptions, uh, another year, change quarterbacks, blah blah blah. But I feel like based on what we've seen so far, I do feel that his game has cleaned up a little bit just because, like we were talking about earlier, everyone seems to be more on the same page. Everyone seems to be a little bit more in sync and know exactly what's going on. And you're right. Sometimes he won't notice the defender and someone just pops up out of nowhere and catches the ball and it happens. But all in all, I don't think that pulls me away from the confidence that I have in Dak and, and wanting him to maybe... Throw less. No, keep throwing the way. I mean, obviously, keep improving, but keep throwing it. Yeah. And I think some of those uh, long passes down the field, he he, his passes have looked really, really good at times. All right, might want to knock on wood here, but if Pollard were to miss a game, how do you think the carries uh, should be split? This is from Nick in Long Island. We got a New York contingency listening yeah. to us today. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think what will happen is they will figure out. I think they're going to carry all four backs. Myself, I, mean, I know I, I say all four Malik. Yeah, I think I think Malik will be part of the. I think now I I don't know. I mean, I, I say that I think he's going to be part. And then I've talked to people like a, a Todd Archer and guys like that. We kind of walk through the roster. He thinks that maybe they'll try and get Malik Davis through to the practice squad. I don't know where you guys think about. Yeah. That you, but that situation, a but to disappointing me, this yeah. year for, for for Malik. I yeah. thought he would take a more of a leap. Well, there's there's some questions. Whoever the third, whoever that third uh, running back is, is going to be, have to be the special teams guy because I don't think Deuce Vaughn is going to play a lot of special teams for you. I just don't. No. So That's to why. me, whoever that guy is, and and you know maybe maybe this is what Nick was talking about earlier, Ambar, where you're going to have to go short somewhere, and we'll see with Malik Days. But Rico Gattle, Ronald Jones. I, I I'm moved on. I, done? Yeah, it, to me, Ronald Jones and uh, Adoga were guys that were bridge players to kind of in case something was not mm-hmm. working out. Now they don't play Adoga at guard; they play him at tackle, I and would. he's looked. 
terrible at. I'd put him at guard. Yeah, I it, thought he's a guard. Yeah, all along got a guard body. Got well, maybe they're, maybe they're maybe well, that's what they're going to do. Here's but. the thing about Ronald Jones: you don't have to do anything with him. Right. There's there's 27 lists that you can put a player on here right. on cut down day next yeah. week, and one of them is the suspension list. So that's where he goes. Yeah. He goes there, and then for what two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. So you don't really have to do anything yeah. now. When you come back, then yeah, you have to make, make a determination. Yeah. But who knows what it looks like? What if, yeah. what if there is an injury yeah. that running back, and you're like, okay, here's a guy that knows the system. He's been with us. You know, I I would play him here in the preseason. Honestly, yeah, I'd play him this week. Injury wise, he's supposed to be ready. Yeah, he right? practiced uh, for you this week. Right? What if yeah. he gets hurt for two weeks, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be suspended he's, anyways. Yeah, right. How did he do? How how was the? I didn't really notice him. I, I think there were, that there, much. I was in Oxnard one of my last two days, and he was actually showed up. Where yeah. I was like, I was like, oh okay, Ron. I'm like, oh okay, he looks. That's what he looks physically. You know, he was running the ball on the outside, and I was like, oh okay, that doesn't look bad. But I, I think that he's lost too much time. I think I, I think that Deuce Vaughn and Rico, and and the thing about it is with. You know, Malik Davis, we talked about this uh, you know, last week. When Malik Davis was in the game on third down, they took him out and they put Rico Dowdle in as a pass protector. You know, and then that's, that kind of maybe, you know, that worries you a little bit right there. Yeah. That they don't think he's the complete back. It'll be interesting. I'm ready to see. I'm so freaking ready. I am so mm-hmm. ready for week one. There's so much I want. I just want to know if what I'm seeing is real or just practice that's training camp you know that's what happens at training camp but i'm just so excited about so many of these guys and i'm ready to see it all come together i'm just ready for micah parsons to be able to go all the way through the play and not stop at the quarterback when he's back there going okay this was fun like just wreck havoc like you like we're expecting him to well it will happen we have what two weeks Two weeks till the start of the season. Tomorrow, the game is at 7 p.m. against the Raiders. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for Nick Eman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?